the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. The October 7th, 2023 Hamas attack on Israel was the bloodiest in Israel's history and the deadliest for Jews since the Holocaust. We have seen and heard reports from the Middle East on the horrible, heinous, and barbaric killing of Jews. However, in light of the Bible and history, this is nothing new or surprising. Behind all of these acts is Satan and his demons, working in accordance to Ephesians 6 and 12. Warfare is not only physical, but it is also spiritual. Stay tuned tonight as we bring you part three in our series entitled Genocide Attacking Christmas, for we are not pretending we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that uh, uplifting and challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We know you're going to be blessed and encouraged by uh, this uh, series, uh, The Genocide Attacking Christmas. And we know that uh, there is a whole lot of attacks upon uh, our Christian faith. And Jesus said that they would hate you because they first hated me. Now, let me give an example of this hate, what Jesus talked about, because he said that they would hate you because they first hated me. Now, uh, this is something that just recently happened, but I thought I would bring it to everyone's attention that uh, recently they uh, set up a satanic statue temple in the Iowa capital. Uh, as people say, I can't believe that. I said, well, believe it because this is the way Satan is moving. And the, they erected this uh, statue and said, all hell to Satan. Uh, and they put it by a nativity uh, thing with Jesus, and they put it right by there. And we know that this is nothing but blasphemy. And, you know, this is a situation where uh, also uh, they have a 
uh, satanic club that's going to be uh, uh, opening, and they're going to open this satanic club up in a school in Tennessee, uh, and uh, it's going to happen right after Christmas. So you can see the way the devil is moving, and this uh, satanic statue is a half goat and half human, uh, and they have candles around it and uh, satanic symbol. Uh, this is just complete blasphemy. Now, uh, we want to understand a person by the name of Michael Cassidy. Make a note of that person's name, Michael Cassidy. Uh, he was a former U.S. Reserve pilot from Mississippi, and he traveled all the way to Iowa capital uh, and was confronting some politicians who uh, encouraged this. Uh, can you believe that? Yes, we can believe it. This is the way things are going. And he traveled all the way from Mississippi, traveled to Iowa capital, and he tore down the satanic display. He knocked the goat head off and uh, kicked the satanic statue down. And he said he was following, quote, he was following his conscience. Now, uh, what they did with uh, Michael Cassidy, uh, they arrested him and charged him with a fourth degree mischief. And he was released. And the American people are rallying behind him and a lot of Christians. And when I generally share something like that, people say, we just cannot believe that. Well, believe it. That's the way the world is turning. And that's the way the world is going. Uh, I want to remind all of you, in case you don't know this, uh, that in the book of Revelation, chapter 13, uh, it's, it's teaching that satanic worship from the dragon. Now, you have an unholy trinity. You have the dragon who represents, he's Satan, he rep represents uh, the father, and the beast, uh, that's the Antichrist, he represents Christ, and he tries to represent uh, uh, the Trinity, that's, that's why I call it the unholy Trinity, and then the false prophet uh, tries to imitate the Holy Spirit. But it says in Revelation chapter 13 that the whole world wondered after the dragon and the beast. Uh, now, that means that satanic worship is going to uh, spread like a wildfire. And get ready for it. Get ready for it. Don't be surprised if it's uh, satanic signs are put in your neighborhood or put in some of the districts around you. We got to be prepared and we got to know how to deal with it. This is one of the reasons why we are dealing with 10 genocide attacks upon Christmas, because uh, we know that these attacks are coming from everywhere, left and right, and we are uh, have to deal with it in Christ. Now, let me review what I have dealt with thus far. Uh, that was just my introduction. Uh, here is the body of my message. Now, uh, I'm going to review what I've covered so far, and number one, we talked about the first genocide attack on Christmas was happened in the Garden of Eden. That was the first satanic attack. And the first capital crime of the death penalty 
uh, that took place. And I always ask that trivia question. When was the first capital crime death penalty took place? And I've asked so many people that and they weren't able to get it, but now you got it, right? And then number two, the second genocide on Christmas is that Jesus said in John 8 and 44, Jesus calls Satan, the devil, a murderer and a liar. Uh, and he called him a murderer from the beginning. Beginning of what? Beginning in the Garden of Eden. Uh, that's where he started this stuff. We can go even back to heaven, but on earth, he uh, started this murderous attack upon our foreparents. And that death came upon all of us. Uh, that's the reality. And thank God for Jesus that he conquered death for you and me. And without Jesus, you are going to go into a Christless uh, eternity, separated from him throughout all eternity. You need to repent right now and turn to him. Now, uh, he is a murderer from the beginning. How? He possessed Cain, and Cain killed his brother Abel. Murderer from the beginning. The devil is masterful in possessing people to commit murder all across the world, and even self-murder, which is suicide. And this first uh, incident in the New Testament that we learned about in terms of suicide happened in Matthew chapter 27, verse 5, regarding Judas. And it says that he cast down, in Matthew 27, 5, he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. And Jesus said, Satan is a murderer. He possessed Judas Iscariot. And he came to Jesus with the kiss of death. You know, I preached a sermon on that one time, entitled The Kiss of Death. You know, so we uh, are dealing with a spiritual battle uh, between God and the devil. And the devil is, as I said last time, the devil is attacking uh, this battle in the seed, you know, and and I had asked the question last time, where in the Bible was the first prophecy that took place in the Bible? And the first prophecy took place in Genesis 3 and 15. Uh, and after Adam and Eve had fallen into sin, uh, God says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise his head and shall bruise thy heel. Now, this is the first prophetic prophecy of the ongoing spiritual battle warfare between uh, two seed. Uh, the first seed, which is Satan and all unbelievers who are called the devil's children in John 8 and 44. And secondly, her seed. What is her seed? It is Christ. All descendants of Mother Eve and those who have uh, chosen to be in Christ, a seed battle between two seed, seeds, which began in the Garden of Eden and is continuing today. And the devil is trying to do everything he can to destroy that seed that the Bible prophesied that will continue to defeat him. And 
Jesus will bruise Satan's head or give a fatal crushing blow to the head of Satan at the cross. That's when he did it. And uh, and it's interesting that when you look at uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 20, uh, and the Apostle Paul in this passage strongly based upon Genesis 3 and 15, put that together. He encourages the believers in Rome in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan. Uh, you know, he will crush him. And that's what he did. He crushed him at the cross. He gave him a fatal blow. Uh, but he's continuing to seek to destroy the seed. And we learned last time, uh, let me review that again. In Revelation chapter 12, uh, here is a genocide a chapter attacking Christmas. And it mentions how Satan in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, John saw a vision of a dragon, which is the description of the devil attacking the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her, notice this, listen to this word now, her seed. Check it out now, check it out. Satan is attacking the seed of all believers in Christ. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy, as Jesus talked about. And Satan attacks not only the head of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but he wants to attack the head of the home, men. <clears throat> he wants to sterilize men, neutralize them from being the godly husbands, godly fathers, godly priests of their homes, godly he wants to destroy godly masculinity, get them into femininity, and have them to be something different from the, the way God has designed them. And he is attacking the headship so he can attack the future remnant seed of godly fatherhood, priesthood, godly leaders, and godly mothers. The uh, book of Revelation chapter 12, Satan, the devil, is attacking the seed of Christmas to try to destroy Christ so he can destroy the genocide, do a genocide upon the future generation of those seeds, that seed. And what we're going to do, because I see my time is almost out, uh, what we're going to do, let me just introduce uh, number three and four. Now, number three and four uh, go together pretty much. And that's, let me just introduce that. This is the third genocide or attack on Christmas. He did it, attacked Moses when he was a baby, tried to destroy him, his seed. And then number four, a genocide attack upon Christmas, uh, tried to destroy Jesus. Now these two uh, parallels each other because Pharaoh, he went after uh, attacking all the boys two years and under to kill him. Uh, we're talking about genocide. And then this parallel to Herod, who tried to do a genocide, and he did it with all the boys two years and under. And then we see Hamas is doing the same thing with genocide of children, beheading them, putting them into ovens like Molot, put them into the fire in the Old Testament, burning them alive like Hitler did. Remember what Jesus said in about Satan. He is a murderer in John 8 and 44. Christ must by trying to kill and destroy Jesus 
at his birth, his suffering, his death, and resurrection, and because he knew that Jesus was going to be the deliverer of all of us from our sins, and he knew that Moses was going to be a deliverer of the children of Israel out of Egypt. What a parallel. Now, I'm going to say this in closing. Nothing, nothing could stop what God wants to do, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And when God uh, said that we are not only conquerors, but we are more than conquerors. So there's nothing that can stop Bethlehem, nothing that can stop the Christian, nothing that can stop Moses, nothing that can stop you today from what you need to do if you trust in him and you confess your sin and repent right now and surrender your life to him right now. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Give us a call tonight. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Hey, well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. You know, God is right there right now willing to hear your prayer. We don't need to go running around the landscape trying to find somebody to talk to when God is right there. And he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. So we want to encourage you tonight to make prayer your first response, not your last resort. Um, we also want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have been praying for our ministry. Uh, you know, we know that this, uh because of those prayers that we're still on the air. It's because of those prayers that we're able to do and continue to do what we need to do that God has called us to do, to serve and to be a blessing to the, the listening audience, to give reasons and answers for faith. And so we thank you for those prayers that energize us and continue to protect us and keep us and move us in the right direction. And so we thank you. We also want to take a moment to appreciate all of you who have partnered with us financially and uh, given so generously over the many, many years that we've been on the air. This is a listener-supported ministry. And without that support, you might tune in on a Saturday night and discover we're no longer here. But because of your generous donations, because of your extravagant giving, you know, we're still here. We thank you so much for that. You know, it's the Christmas time, it's the holiday season, people are hustling and bustling, running to the mall or going online to Amazon or their favorite stores, and uh, lots of money is, be is being exchanged. <laughs> and so we want to encourage you, don't forget contending for the faith as you prepare to give, as you prepare to uh, celebrate this Christmas season as we are emboldened to give and to give generously, remember to give to contending for the faith. Because when you give to us and ministries like us, you're touching lives for time and eternity and you're sending a gift ahead of you into heaven. 
I truly believe one day you will stand before the Lord. He will say to you, turn around and look. And as you turn around, you'll see a vast multitude of people. You'll say, Lord, who are these people? And the Lord's going to say to you that these are the people that made it into my kingdom as a result of your giving. So our giving is paramount. It's important. It's vital. And so we want to encourage you, continue to pray and continue to give because it makes a difference in eternity. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you away you go. That simple. It'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Um, so we just want to encourage you. Tell friends about the broadcast. Get other people involved. Uh, don't forget, we also have podcasts of all of our uh, uh, episodes. So you can go online to kfax.com and go up the top and be able to access all those different podcasts under Contending for the Faith. Great resource if you have Bible studies or if you're doing a Sunday school class. There's great material there that you can use. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to do the phone calls. Yes, let's do it, Brother Gary. All right. Uh, Jermaine on line one. Hey, Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good tonight. Oh, good. Merry Christmas to you. Oh, yes, sir. Merry Christmas. And to your family as well. And uh, what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Just um, wanted to talk about the um, the whole Israel versus Hamas situation. It, it seems like it's kind of escalating. And I guess I was trying to ask, what what would you say is the biblical response to some of the violence we hear about on both sides? Because I, I know a lot of people seem, to, depending on whatever theological, you know, twist you take, a lot of people seem to think you can't even say anything wrong about Israel. And you know, I was discussing with a friend, and it's like, look, I'm the more I see, the more I have to stick with Christ. It, it doesn't really matter to me that we have an allies. If, if I see something that's an atrocity that goes way beyond, you know, justice, then I have to speak up on it and. I've been watching interviews from people who live in both regions, and the only conclusion I keep coming away with is they both need Jesus desperately. And, uh, you know, I've actually, uh, I'm going to take up a project to read through the Talmud, and, you know, I love a lot of my Jewish brothers, but it seems like the Messianic ones are my, my brothers. The the other ones, some of the stuff they were saying about Jesus was was just blasphemous, and I can't even repeat it without feeling funny. So I just wanted to maybe see if you can shed a little clarity on some of the stuff that we're hearing and uh, shed some biblical light on it. Right. Well, that's a good uh, question and I appreciate your concern. I think you really knocked a home run when you mentioned about, uh, you know, sharing the gospel. I mean, uh, the uh, people that are involved with uh, Palestinians as well as Israel, uh, even Hamas, uh, we need to share the gospel with them. And uh, 
and those who we see everywhere we go, we can get into a real good uh, deep debate with people. But, you know, the Apostle Paul says, you know, uh, that everything else that I do other than Christ is dung. <clears throat> so he really knocked the home run with that and saying that the most important thing is uh, Christ and him crucified. And so we need to share the gospel with both uh, people and, and Hamas. If we uh, pray for them, uh, their salvation, Israel's salvation, the Palestinian salvation, uh, because uh, if we get into a lot of debates on a lot of issues and don't get Christ in there, then uh, we are building on sand and not the rock. Now, another thing that's really important for us to uh, realize is that uh, can a, a terrorist get saved? Yes, because Saul, before he became Paul, he was a terrorist, killing Christians left and right and taking them to court. So can a Hamas and can a terrorist or can uh, even Israel or the Palestinians get saved? Yes. You know, uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of Christian people that are <clears throat> saying, you know, we need to send a lot of money over to Israel and support them in this crisis and, and send uh, ammunition and on and on and on. But people don't realize that uh, Israel is not a Christian nation. Uh, Hamas is not. Uh, the Palestinians are not. And uh, but we do mourn, the Bible says to mourn with those who mourn, and uh, Israel didn't start this fight, you know, uh, Hamas did, you know, what they did with uh, children, beheading them, and raping the women, and kidnapping them, and using them as hostages, they started this, and the current administration is is always weak when it comes to these issues of of, of war. And, and uh, the prime minister of, of Israel is going ahead and uh, to, uh, you know, make things right and to wipe them all out. Because if he doesn't, uh, they're going to continue to do what they're doing. So uh, our call as Christians <clears throat> in the face of all of this, uh, we need to uh, remember the words of David. Uh, in Psalms 122 and verse 6, people may want to write that down. In Psalms 122, verse 6, uh, King David says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. <clears throat> and we need to not only pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but we need to pray for the salvation of Jerusalem and pray for the salvation of the Palestinians, pray for the salvation of Hamas, because uh, they're all lost without Jesus, and that's the big issue. The big issue is really, it's not, the war is, is, is devastating, and it's always terrible. But what's even more terrible than that? People need to come and know Jesus. That's what they need to do. And so we need to pray for the hostages. Uh, we need to pray that uh, Israel will uh, win this war because they didn't start it. Uh, but above all, we need to pray for their salvation. Also, it, it tells us in uh, Psalms, uh, uh, I believe it's Psalms 29 and verse 11 there. Uh, and I want to point this out, this important point, that um, King David says in Psalm 29 and verse 11, uh, he says, May the Lord bring strength unto his people 
and bless, bless peace. And so uh, they need, we need to pray for their strength. We need to pray for Israel's salvation and pray for the same thing with the Palestinians as well as uh, Hamas. Uh, they all need to get saved. They need to come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not for uh, investing a lot of money into uh, any nation that is ungodly. And, you know, and we, when we look at Deuteronomy 28, uh, Israel got put out of the land uh, and they went into captivity in Babylon and Cyrus and so on and on in the history. And, and why? Because they didn't obey God's commands. They didn't about, obey God's covenant. And Israel's not obeying it. Palestinians are not. Hamas is not. And God is very clear. And he has a new covenant now. The new covenant is Jesus Christ. And we need to bring, we need to preach the gospel and share the gospel. What else can we lean on, Brother Jermaine? Is that if, if Paul says, if I do anything other than Christ, uh, everything else is done, uh, we can get caught up into the war and who's right and who's wrong. But we got to get to the rock. We got to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's what the early church did. I'll say this in conclusion. What did Paul and uh, Peter and all of them do? When they were faced with, uh, you know, the Sanhedrins attacking them, the Hellenistic Jews, uh, the Romans, what did they do? They said, they, they, they preached Christ and him crucified and him dying, rose and came back from the dead, sitting on the right hand. Their thing, message, I don't think we should alter from what they did in the book of Acts. Book of Acts is that they preached. And that's the thing that made Billy Graham's ministry successful. He just preached a simple message. <laughs> he preached that Jesus died, buried, came back alive, and people started coming up left and right. That's what we need to get back to because everything else is done. So hopefully that helps out. I kind of labored on that a little bit more, but hopefully I'm just being simple and basic and getting to the, the main Krutiga shot in the skull. That's Jesus. And we need to stick with him. And he will, Jesus said it, he'll make people free. Well, you can't be free if you're slave to something other than him. So hopefully that helps out, Brother Jermaine. Yeah, it helps out uh, tremendously. And I, I know there's a part two to that I'll pick up next time we get to speak. But I, yeah, I appreciate your answer and I appreciate you being brave enough to be one of the few ministers to say so. Because a lot of people yeah. won't even say they need salvation over there. It's like, no, they, they need salvation. I saw the videos. Yeah, that's what they need, brother. They need the same thing. Jesus said, if Christ be lifted up, and you know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. And, and Peter said, neither is there help salvation any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We got to preach Jesus and him crucified and his death, burial. That's the only thing that will bring him to the Lord. I can tell you a whole lot about being fanciful about doing this and this kind of diplomat thing that no that, that's dumb you got to stick with jesus so thank you for your call and your question god bless you all right well it's time for us to take a commercial break we'll be right back with more of ending for the faith 
You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Hey, well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we still have about 10, 15 minutes left in the broadcast, and you can still get your call in. So we want to encourage you to call us right now. Um, and also, we just want to encourage you to continue to pray for contending for the faith and continue to give generously to this ministry, especially now is the season. Christmas time is here and people are preparing their gifts and ordering this and that and making those Amazon drivers work for their money this time of year. Uh, but we want to encourage you that. Uh, Now's a great time to continue to pray for Contending for the Faith and to continue to give. There's two ways you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. <clears throat> That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So important. Continue to pray and continue to give. And as you think about all the gift wrapping and bows and ribbons and thank you cards and what have you and all the great good tidings that the season brings, don't forget about contending for the faith. Don't forget about ministries like this one because your giving is so critical for folks in time and eternity. It makes a difference as lives are touched and changed by your giving. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to get back to the phone callers? Let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, we have Brother Rick online, too. Are you there, Rick? Uh, yes, I am. I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. All right. Thank you. Let us remember Rick. Jesus. Amen. We appreciate that. And back at you, my brother. Back at you. What's on your heart tonight? What, what's your, your well, question? I've got, your... got an interesting question. We know that in uh, Romans 11, we, we talk about the, the fact that the uh, gifts have not uh, are, are perpetual and they do not cease. Is there, is there something in 1 Corinthians uh, along the same line? Oh, that's a good question um, because... You have people today that's involved with sensation, uh, and they uh, believe that the gifts uh, ceased uh, with the close of the canon of Scripture in the first century. Um, you got some great Bible teachers that hold to that position, and I appreciate them uh, in terms of other areas that they teach on, um, you know, uh, such as John MacArthur, you know, he doesn't believe in the perpetuity of the spiritual gifts today. And, uh, you know, many others who came out of Dallas Theological Seminary uh, hold to uh, the that the gifts have ceased. Uh, J. Vernon McGee was another one. and uh, But these men are great uh, Bible teachers, but that's an area that I don't agree with them on. And Tony Evans and some, some others. Um, but uh, we can agree and disagree agreeably, and 
but getting to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, because you know you do have uh, other passages, as you mentioned, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, talks about the uh, the gifts are still here, as well as Romans chapter 11, 28 and 29. The, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable, which means cannot be revoked. That means that they're still here today. Uh, it's the, the King Old King James uses the word without repentance, meaning that it, it has not changed. But in the Greek, it's irrevocable, meaning that it cannot be revoked. Uh, but uh, getting to your main question of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I think that there's a key scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I encourage everybody to look at it. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7. And we want to encourage people, when you listen to Contending for the Faith, uh, we want to encourage you to have your Bibles because we want you, we are a Bible-centered, uh, you know, ministry, and we want to be faithful to that. So when we stand before God, he'll say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, because you're faithful to the word of God. We're not involved with contending for the faith to be motivational speakers and to be like somebody like a Joel Osteen, get up before people and just motivate them. We're here to preach the word, teach the word in season and out, as Paul said. So in First Corinthians chapter uh, 1 and verse 7, look at what the Apostle Paul says <clears throat> to the church of Corinth. He says, so that ye come behind in no uh, gift. The, in the Greek, it means that so that you come behind lacking no gift. That's what it's saying lacking no gift. How powerful is that? And waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me say this in a nutshell, uh, for those who have their Bibles open and they're looking at it, uh, that what Paul is saying is that uh, he wants the church of Corinth to lack no gifts. How long? Until Christ comes back. So for those who say that the gifts ceased uh, during uh, you know, the, the close of the canon of Scripture in the, in the first century. Wait a minute now, that's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that he wants them to lack no gift, uh, but to have the gift and lack no gift. In other words, exercise them. The Paul says, seek these things that you may excel in First Corinthians chapter 14. So what he's saying here is that he wants them to lack no gifts until the coming of the Lord, which means that when the coming of the Lord comes, then the the, the perfect, uh, which is the uh, second coming of Christ in First Corinthians chapter 13, it fits right into what Paul is saying. Because in First Corinthians chapter 13, he talks about the perfect. When the perfect come, the partial shall be done away with. In First Corinthians 13, what is the partial? The partial is all the perpetuity of spiritual gifts. The church needs that right now. And the church needed to be empowered, especially when you're dealing with principalities and powers. Notice that uh, in the, from Satan's domain, we need all the power we can get. And we need to have power with the gifts of grace in order to exhort and, and edify and build up the church uh, that we fellowship in every day. So, yes, that's the scripture that I would give to you, Brother Rick. And hopefully... That's giving you some insight. Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to be getting involved anyway. We're not, we're not there to sit on the sidelines. 
That's right. Absolutely. Uh, you have any prayer requests before we get to Alfred? We're going to try to get to him before the program ends. Do you have any prayer requests? Continue to pray for my health. Continue to pray for the uh, Bible study that's going to be taking place over at uh, at the at the uh, facility. Okay. And uh, keep keep that going. All right, brother Gary. Let's pray for our brother Rick. All right, Lord, we just thank you for brother Rick. We thank you, Lord God, that you're still using brother Rick. We pray for his health that you strengthen him and encourage him physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. We pray, Lord God, that you give him supernatural wisdom, creativity, imagination, and favor as he teaches this Bible study. We pray that you would use him greatly, Lord God, that lives be touched and changed for time and eternity. We pray, Lord God, that your anointing would be upon him and, and that you would use him to, to share the word of God, to teach the word of God, to exhort and, and touch lives, Lord God, by what you called him to do. Encourage him, be with him, him, and we just thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Amen. Gary, and thank you, Brother Rick. God bless you, Brother. You got it. All right. Brother Gary. All right. So we you mentioned Alfred, and uh, he is going to uh, take his answer off the air. His question is, am I being disobedient to God? by not sharing the gospel. Yes. <laughs> In a nutshell? <laughs> In a nutshell, with an explanation mark. <laughs> yes. Uh, and let me just, uh, you know, add to that. Uh, I could have just said yes and then ended at no, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but um, let me say this, that uh, Brother Alfred. What did you give, Dr. Buckner? What's that? That's one of the longest answers I've ever heard you give. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, Brother Alfred, uh, yes, we are being disobedient, and you are being disobedient if we don't uh, share the gospel, which is uh, the kerygma, the good news. The Greek word for gospel is the kerygma, the good news. And, um, and when we struggle with, you know, battling with sharing the gospel, I want to encourage you to Look at um, what is the second Timothy chapter one and verse seven, because in second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, uh, Timothy had the uh, struggle too with timidity. Uh, he was, uh, he was fearful and it was a lot worse then. You can't imagine them beheading people and scourging them. And Paul uh, writes from prison. And he tells uh, Timothy this encouraging word in, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what God has given us, uh, not, not fear, you know, but power and love for people and a sound mind. So if you have a struggle with fear, Apathy, uh, selfishness, uh, God will help you to overcome that uh, with his spirit because the great command, uh, and I'm going to have Gary say something about this in closing, the great command commands us in Matthew 28 uh, to go into all the world and, and, and preach the gospel and make disciples. And Acts 1 and 8, you can look at that in 1 Corinthians 9 and, and 16. Uh, but also, 
uh, that's a command in Matthew 28, the Great Commission, and then also 1 Timothy 3 and 15, one of our favorite scriptures, uh, apologetic that my mentor, Walter Martin, used to always preach on, that be ready to give an answer, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason to hope to send you with meekness and fear. And Jesus said, if you don't, uh, you know, acknowledge me before men, confess me before men, I will not confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. You don't want that to happen. And what you need to experience is to be discipled, because being discipled will help you to overcome a lot of the fear. And a lot of people haven't been discipled. And you might even want to listen to me speaking to 4,000 people at the Bass Convention. You can look up Dr. Jerry Buckner speak at the Bass Convention, because I gave an evangelistic teaching there to about 4,000 people, and the music is so awesome. Um, but, and then last thing I want to say, Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9 says, if you don't warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked man will die in his iniquity, and his blood will I require of thee. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, you have delivered your own soul. So that's what I want to encourage you on, but it's extremely to get disciple because you need to have somebody that's going to mentor you. Brother Gary, say some things on this and bring it home. Amen, amen. And you know, we always talk about the biggest problem church in the church today is, is that people aren't truly being discipled. There are, there are massive holes in their education. They're not receiving the essentials of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And when you question them on that, they don't know. You know, we spend a lot of time with, with uh, church activities and church socials and all kinds of other things. But as we mentioned earlier, we have to make the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, go and make disciples, right? That's the main thing. The great commission is not the great suggestion. You know, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he was adamant about what we need to do, but we tend to do everything else. And uh, major in the minors instead of majoring in what is the me- the main thing. So. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank our engineer, Vince, who always does an amazing job for us. This man is is, uh, an amazing athlete to our team, and we love him tremendously. We thank God every week for him. So kudos to you, Vince. And uh, it's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.